Episode 16, Opposition Pandemic, Reducing Everything, to the Limits of Your Understanding. Hello humans, I hope you are feeling well. I have a couple of questions for you. Are you liberal or conservative? Straight or gay? Beautiful or ugly? Millennial or Gen Z? Positive or negative? Spiritual or materialistic? Active or passive? Is this good or bad? Are you pro or con? Is it a yes or no? Young or old? Native or foreigner? Is humanity all about divisions? You have divided yourselves into nations, races, genders, generations, and developed science which brought more divisions, quite literally, classifying and identifying everything until its smallest particles. You do this because it is easier to deal with a small part of anything, right? If you define one human being as gay, Catholic, or black you have chosen to reduce them to this single characteristic, so you can react to them in the most simplistic way possible, avoiding their complexity and humanity. This is how prejudices are born, with a mix of laziness and ignorance. It is way easier to live in a world in which everything is reduced to the limits of your understanding. This is why, for example, Galileo Galilei was tried and condemned by the Roman Catholic Inquisition in 1633, for promoting the theory of Nicolaus Copernicus, that stated the sun, was the center of our system, not the earth, as the church believed and preached. New information and changes are very menacing to humans individually, but also to institutions that obtain power by promoting limited ideas, embraced, followed, and reproduced by their group. It's quite remarkable that, 100% of humans, accept and even say out loud, that you are not perfect. Sometimes, you even say, I'm only human, associating the word, human, with fallibility. But, it is very rare for any one of you, to admit you are wrong. As individuals, or even as representatives of institutions, businesses, or families, you avoid assuming specific mistakes or flaws. You only say you are imperfect as a general, broad idea, whenever you need to justify something that is unjustifiable. Very rarely you admit your own flaws and mistakes, out loud. Do you think any human that cheats all the time, has ever said something like this, Yes I am a cheater, I have always cheated, I do put myself first in everything I do, I think I deserve to have my desires satisfied and get everything I want. Yes, it means I am also selfish. And yes, I expect my partner to forgive me every time I cheat. Very unlikely right? Most of you are incapable of doing this even in your own heads to yourselves. So, okay. Why am I talking about this? Well, because I suspect that this resistance to admitting your mistakes, added to the laziness of reducing everything to one single characteristic, in accordance with the limits of your understanding, results in the society of oppositions, you are living in now. I bet you have already noticed that, every human interaction, nowadays, seems to turn into a debate. Maybe the younger generation does not know but, humanity used to have space for conversations and dialogues as well. Of course opposing ideas have always existed and people always argued, but I do not think it ever happened with this intensity, frequency, and also in so many topics, subtopics, and microtopics. A debate is when opposing arguments are put forward to prove them right, with no intention of coming to an agreement. This is what is happening now, basically everywhere. In your family dinner, between strangers on Twitter or between politicians. Well, to be fair, debates are part of politics. Their job is to debate when they are in a campaign. However, during a mandate, in Congress or Senate, 
Their job is to be able to have a dialogue among themselves, including opposing political parties, so they can work for the greater good. But, some politicians noticed that, radical speeches were popping up all over social media, and decided to set fire to their own obligations as public servants, which is working for the greater good, and joined their voters in one of the sides. Demonizing the opposition and everything they defended, even if it was backed up by science, common sense, logic or humanity, became a political strategy, to guarantee support of their voters. What is the problem with this scenario? Option A, it stimulates radicalism, which is the most fertile ground for ignorance and violence. Option B, it stimulates ignorance, which is the most fertile ground for radicalism and and violence. Option C, it stimulates violence, which is the most fertile ground for ignorance and radicalism. Option D, all of the above. I would choose D because changing the order of factors does not change the product. And the product is radicalism, plus ignorance, plus violence. Apparently, once you consider people that disagree with you, as the opposition, you access all rage, frustrations, pain, fear, and hate you have in your bodies to confront your opponent. You stop being rational, and connect to some primal behavior, to fight this other side, as if it was a menace to your own life. Everything from this point on is an emotional reaction, meaning it does not respond to logic. So, maybe that's why while in opposition, humans accept and propagate fake news, are prone to support prejudices, and question very well-known and established, scientific facts. The culture of opposition, that has been going on and growing for the past 10 years, is very interesting, because it goes against your ideas of what humanity actually is. FYI? According to dictionaries, Humanity is related to benevolence, brotherly love, fellow feeling, kindness, compassion. Wait, was this dictionary correct? Just kidding. But anyway, as I was saying, debates are all about proving the other side wrong, not finding a common ground that can end the conflict and promote progress. That would be a dialogue or a conversation. But you are fixated on debates right now. Because of this, you are creating more and more divisions and, what is worse, being proud of it. It is also very ironic that, in the middle of this gigantic division trend, emerged a virus which, in order to be stopped, required that the entire humanity got together, and agreed to collaborate and follow, very simple guidelines. This would have been the logical thing to do, but, since you were all immersed in your emotions, and hooked up on reducing everything to simplistic ideas, lots of you punched logic in the face and called it fake news. However, this was not an idea, this was a virus, a new one, that was more complex than the limits of your understanding. So, when you decided to reduce it to whatever matched your own beliefs, refusing to believe scientists, and follow simple guidelines, a virus that could have been contained, with social distancing, constant use of masks, an increase in hygiene and government's cooperation, became a disease that killed almost 4 million people on earth until now. While humans in each country, state and city were, and still are, debating, disagreeing about everything, the virus is doing what a virus is expected to do, evolving, mutating, and getting stronger. What doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. And you have not been very successful in killing viruses. This is almost unbelievable, because you are experts in destroying, and killing, every living thing on this planet, plants, animals, bacterias, yourselves. But the thing with viruses is, that they are not alive. Actually, they are not dead either. I have read about it and it sounded very sophisticated. Apparently, they are something in between, 
a zombie-like organism, that only comes to life when they take over a host cell, like a human cell. Then, they connect to your cell and make it produce millions of other viruses, that will do the same thing on a loop. Isn't it terrifyingly amazing? Do you know what is even more terrifying? What about the fact that, the coronavirus has been doing this inside millions of human bodies, while millions of humans have been doing the same thing all over the world? Yes, I found some astonishing similarities. Check this out, some of you, decided to spread a very simplistic and hateful speech, that reduces everything to the limits of your understanding. You did this, by connecting to people, that were utterly dissatisfied with their lives, and had a lot of bottled up rage, probably also some prejudices, but that were not extremists. This connection, opened up this bottle of rage, and directed it to everything that was different, or beyond their understanding. So, people started acting out in real life. Some examples of this are, the refusal to wear a mask, attacking Asians in the streets, blaming immigrants for the economic crisis. These simplistic hateful ideas, gained lots of new followers that also supported each other and spread as fast as the virus. But, as you know, when the virus reaches its peak of reproduction, it ends up killing the organism it is living in. For the virus, this is not a problem because it has already spread to thousands of other bodies, which is its goal. Now, for you humans, the death of the organism you live in, which is society, would be a big problem. I do not know how many enraged hateful humans, unwilling to respect and accept differences, are necessary to destroy a society, but you do. You all have civil wars and two world wars in your history to learn from. Maybe I am being too negative and dramatic. But, it is just because, having to explain the necessity of vaccination to fight a virus in 2021 is quite surreal, isn't it? From movies and books, I see that you were expecting that by now, you would have flying cars, and collapse with friendly aliens, that would lead you to travel in space and time. But instead, you are either flat earthers and anti-vaxxers, or someone that despises them. Honestly, when I read some news of human behavior during this pandemic, I'm almost inclined to root for the virus. Aren't you? I mean, if you were not part of this plot, condemned to have your life put in danger by others' refusal to believe in science. If you were looking at this, as an outside entity, an observer, or a spectator, and this was a movie, wouldn't you consider rooting for the virus too? It is being so successful in spreading, mutating, pretending it is harmless, by being lethal in only some human bodies, but, having no prejudice regarding, what type of human body it will kill, young, old, black, Asian, white, female, male, unhealthy, super healthy. And, above all, it is evolving. Considering all this, do you think right now, humans are evolving? Is being, radically against what you do not know or understand, and refusing to learn, some sort of new way to evolve. A new way in which, opposition and fragmentation can somehow, lead to a better place and to the greater good? You are divided, and this does not look like something favorable for any of you. I mean, maybe for some of you. Have you ever heard the expression divide and conquer? This is a military strategy as old as politics and war. It was used by Julius Caesar and Napoleon, with great success. The idea is, to break up larger concentrations of power into pieces that, individually, have less power. You do that, by causing rivalries, fomenting discord, and division, among people. Why? To prevent alliances that could challenge the ones in power. With the same intent, you also protect and promote those who are willing to cooperate. 
Does this sound familiar? Hmm, maybe you all should think about this. Oh, and also how the word, union, scares both politicians and businessmen. This is all for today folks. I'm going to get my shot of antivirus. I cannot contract the COVID-19 but there is some clop ransomware internet virus in my area. Go get your shot. See you next time. Hasta luego amigos.